Today I want to start by sending out a shout out to Anna Segu Cristina, a fan of the show currently working towards her PhD at the Institut Pasteur in Paris, France, who sent me a DM on LinkedIn thanking me for the inspiration she's been getting from the guests who have been on the show. Thank you, Anna, for reaching out so candidly. It's really touching to receive a direct message from a listener like that and to see that what you do as a creator is affecting them positively. You brought me an unexpected boost of positive energy for me to pour back into producing the show, and I can't thank you enough. All the best for your academic and non-academic endeavors. Thanks for being a true fan. In this week's episode, you'll be hearing about gender bias in academia, about the experience of being a first-generation graduate student, and about the daunting question of, is it okay to quit your PhD? This week's guest will also talk about her career journey leading to a project officer position in the European Commission. You can be whatever, independently of your studies, you can always do project management. And also it is, I find it very fulfilling because, because I can use my analytical skills there. You know, putting pieces at their place and making a jigsaw, it's a... Something that uh, makes my mind, um, soothes my mind, I would say. <laughs> Welcome to Papa PhD with David Mendez, the podcast where we explore careers and life after grad school with guests who have walked the road less traveled and have unique stories to tell about how they made their place in a world of constantly evolving rules. Get ready to go off the beaten path and hop on for an exciting new episode of Papa PhD. So today we're here with Atina Zabara, uh, who has a very interesting journey uh, academically. Uh, we're going to talk today about something that many people in graduate school may face one day, which is the decision of, uh, should I quit my master's or my PhD? And, uh, and go do something else right now. But before spoiling any of the story, I'm going to start by uh, asking uh, Athena to say, her, to say hi and to introduce herself to the audience. Welcome to Papa PhD, Athena. Thank you very much for having me on uh, Papa PhD. Uh, but uh, before we continue with the interview and answering your questions, I would like to state that the views in this interview are my own and that they don't represent the official position of the European Commission where I work. So I am um, I'm Greek. Uh, I, uh, in the last 10 years, I live in Brussels, in uh, Belgium, uh, working for uh, the European Union. Mm-hmm. Before that, uh, I was in uh, Greece, of course, and I did my my studies. Um, uh, and uh, when also I started working in the private domain and then also in the public administration in, in Greece. Um, I My basic degree is in physics, and then I did the history and philosophy of science as a master's degree. And um, then I also studied it, uh, Italian language as a mm-hmm. bachelor. And uh, a second master's degree in studies in education. Okay. What I'm particularly happy and proud of is that I actually use all these uh, um, degrees in my current job. Mm-hmm. And um, I would not have expected that when I started my journey in, in, uh, 
my academic journey, but uh, it's amazing how all these uh, came to fit in, in into my current um, position. Mm-hmm. And I will explain more about that later. Excellent. And were were, the, were all those different degrees in uh, in Greece, or did you move in in the meantime? Yes, they were in Greece. Uh, um, the thing is that I started with physics. Okay. Uh, many people start physics because they say, I want to learn how uh, the world uh, works. Mm-hmm. And I have I've heard of this many mm-hmm. times. I said, mm-hmm. okay, I was not very innovative. So, and then, uh, but then uh, when I finished, I was finishing, I said, okay, what I want to know is actually how science fits into society and how mm-hmm. society is built around science. And that's history and philosophy of science. So okay. that's why I went to that uh, direction. Then uh, as um, as I was studying my master's, I had the opportunity to go to Italy to, to do a research in the archives there. And uh, so I also learned, uh, I did first Erasmus and then uh, with the second uh, opportunity to study, to do some archival work. And mm-hmm. um, I learned Italian. So when I went back, I said, okay, I want, I always wanted to do more humanities and said, okay, let's have a diploma in Italian language. And um, parallel to that, uh, because I was uh, I work, was working also for um, uh, uh, education programs and uh, ICT in education, mm-hmm. I started also my master's degree in uh, studies in education and okay. uh, e-learning and uh, adult learning. So what is happening now with the boost of uh, e-learning, I, I yeah. was actually doing that 20 years ago. <laughs> it took 20 years ago and a pandemic to to make it a standard. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's amazing, yes. Everyone is on, on it for sure. Everyone and all the universities are starting to, to try to be on, a, on some sort of distance learning platform i don't know how they're managing if everyone's building their own or they're adhering to to some other platforms but yeah this this has the covid pandemic has forced all of society yes to uh to, to get into into this distance working distance learning uh, frame of mind but uh, it was uh, already a trend 20 years ago but uh, it seemed that it would not work out and then suddenly now Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, back again uh, in uh, as a standard that is now I think that um, it came to stay and uh, um, things will change mm. towards uh, these directions mm. yeah no it, it's and it's it's going to be interesting to see uh, what's going to happen in September uh, are, are, are schools going to open or are they going to open uh, but but online uh, it, it's uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen and for for someone who's listening to the episode in 2021 you'll probably know what happened but we're in the middle of the pandemic and it's 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 very very a, str- a very strange time where it's really hard to even think what's happening in a week or two weeks from now so uh, Athena, one of the questions that I, the first questions I have to ask is: so, degree in physics uh, and then uh, s- history of science. Uh, you explained a little bit why you wanted to understand how science uh, affects and uh, you know how society and science interconnect, and that is already kind of a jump from uh, a more of uh, a hard science uh, undergrad towards a humanities masters. Can you talk a little bit about because this this I'm sure a lot of people out there can have this first experience of okay I've I've dipped uh, my toes in the hard science pool and actually I want to 
to look at it from a different angle. How, how was that? How was that for you? How did you get to that realization? The thing is that um, I have uh, many thoughts lately about that as well, because, um, uh, and also my general uh, um, adventure, let's say, into academy, academia. The thing is that I believe uh, now that um, it is uh, a matter also of uh, gender aspects mm-hmm. and um, gender inf- influence in the sense that, um, well, I didn't see that at the time. I'm sitting now, I can see it now with the, with the knowledge that I have now and mm-hmm. from the experience of other people that uh, have said, uh, that have explained their own, um, ex- uh, their own uh, attitudes and experiences. So the thing is that I believe that uh, it is, um, uh, not very, uh, easy for women to think themselves into these hard sciences, let's say. Mm-hmm. The thing is that I was always between them. I was always between um, f- hard sciences and, okay, I don't want hard and soft. It's not anymore such kind of a division, but it's always, yes, <laughs> you understand. Yeah. Um, so it, I was always between science because I was good at it and also in humanities because I, all, I, I also like that. Mm-hmm. So I I was influenced at the school to go towards uh, science uh, um, courses and uh, mm-hmm. studies. I liked them, but in at the university I did not have the um, inspiration, let's say, or the guidance or the information to how to stay there. I remember my co- my male colleagues, they knew that they had to go to the professors and talk to them. Mm-hmm. They were looking for opportunities there. I didn't do that. I didn't know that I had to do that or I didn't, I was shy and I couldn't do it. But also I, the, the thought was not there for me. Mm-hmm. It is very difficult or at least for me, because maybe I didn't have any role models or I didn't mm-hmm. have any other paradigms, examples in my environment, what means for a woman to be in, in the, the scientific field. Just a question for you. Does this mean that around you there were no women professors at the time? Or you were just very introverted and you, you didn't feel the uh, ease to go speak to the professors no now that I, th- I remember we didn't have any women we had women in astrophysics or in solar physics and all the rest were men okay. all so all there, was, there was a big a big gap there a big gap uh, there was a big gap okay it was a long time ago also okay it is 20 years it was 20 years ago so mm-hmm. i understand also that but now that i think about it <laughs> Mm-hmm. Since you make me think, there were no women, not even assistants, mm-hmm. only in astrophysics, which actually was also one aspect. If I hadn't done history and philosophy of science, I would have done astrophysics, which mm-hmm. is a, also another domain where a lot of women go. And, uh, well, had I known better, actually, I would have uh, been more um, involved with the with the computers and data science that mm-hmm. is that is an opportunity that i missed i didn't mm-hmm. see it at the time um, because then uh, th- there were a lot of uh, opportunities for people um, who had such a background okay yeah and today today it's it's big uh, for sure 
I was at the turning point that I could have had um, um, to, I could have turned into that direction and I didn't do it okay mm-hmm. I didn't see that I have a, a question that because I'm trying to kind of put in put in in perspective what you're saying uh, so this must mean that two things uh, that, I, that I'm thinking one I'm gonna say and the other I'm gonna ask uh, this means that you didn't really have mentors. So female role models, you already said. Mentors, you didn't have to. So there was no one saying, oh, look at Athena. Maybe we should point her towards here something here and there. So you were kind of alone. The, the thing I'm going to ask is, uh, were, are you in your family, uh, like kind of, let's say, a first generation uh, graduate school? You know, did you have other people? Were you the first? I guess, yes, yes, yes. I am the first. No, my my parents were normal middle class people. Uh, my mother did not work or actually she was working at home and my father was in the military. So, so they weren't really in the studied. Yeah, they, they weren't in a position to point to say, to say, hey, go talk to the professor. Go. No, the go only at, thing. Yeah. The only thing that they could tell me is go and study science. That that is what they told me. Okay, mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. they were able to do that, but they couldn't say uh, you know why or uh, mm-hmm. you know what are the options or what you can do after that. Also, to tell you the truth, because also in physics it is a little bit um, uh, the domain in physics, at least in Greece, it's a little bit um, uh, in kind of between jobs or okay. between careers. Okay. That is uh, what I mean. If you are an engineer, you have a profession. Even yeah, if you yeah. don't become an academic, you're an engineer. You're an engineer. You, and you are always you are always an engineer. Mm-hmm. Chemistry has professions, has positions. You can be hired in public administration, let's say, as a chemist because mm-hmm. of your profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, biology, the same thing. Many opportunities also in the, in the, in the private domain. Yeah. And you will be always a biologist. Mm-hmm. Whereas in physics, you know, you, in Greece at least, you either go to school, you become an educator, or you become an academic. Mm-hmm. And a researcher in some mm. research institutes, which are not many, and where there is a lot of uh, of um, nepotism, to tell yeah. you the truth, <laughs> well. to have a career there. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I didn't see what there myself anywhere because I didn't have any connections. I didn't have any anybody, you know, to point to me the different opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then I was seeing, okay, academia or school. I didn't want school. And also, I did not feel that I belong to academia. Mm-hmm, the, the, mm-hmm. This feeling that all people now are telling about imposter syndrome, that uh, you don't feel as good or that you don't belong or that you are... Yes, I had it. Now I can yeah. see yeah. <laughs> that I had all these feelings, and but I didn't know how to recognize them at the time and mm-hmm. how I could uh, uh, fight them. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's when you're alone and, and when no one in your family around you can already has gone through it and can say, oh, you know what, don't worry, you're alone. You're alone, you're in an uncharted territory, and then it's easy to kind of miss the cues or not even know where, where to go for sure. But eventually, you, so you, you went into this master's in, in uh, history of sciences, which must have been very interesting, I imagine. How was that experience? How did you find that? Great. No, that was great. And actually, okay, I didn't, as I said, I, okay, I didn't have ma- mentors in, at the gra- uh, undergraduate Under- studies. Mm-hmm. At the graduate, at the, my master's degree, I 
I did have the opportunity to to liaise with a, a great professor, which mm-hmm. I'm very grateful to him. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, and and the master's degree was great because it had all these uh, all these uh, things. Uh, um, all these at, um, opportunity to study science and technology in society, mm-hmm. and then also I had a more historical um, approach about uh, how science also began for Greece in the uh, in the seventeenth and the eighteenth century. Mm-hmm. Also, this understanding how the Greek society has been built is uh, it was very interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's very interesting. There's a lot of conversation today, and I imagine, uh, you know, people in years from now will look at the, the COVID pandemic and will see how scientists are now trying to have a different say in how information comes out, etc. We were living that before with the fake news or with yeah. the people against the experts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we have, uh, again, turned to, into a new position that we need experts. We need to listen to them, mm-hmm. and uh, so this is also ama- it's an amazing case. Yeah. People will uh, have a lot of to study about this period. For sure. <laughs> I just want to take a moment before going on with the interview to let you know that you can help me end the show by leaving a star rating and a comment on your podcasting app. If you're not on Apple Podcasts, you can now leave your rating and review by visiting papaphd.com forward slash podchaser. If you want to go a step further, go to patreon.com slash PapaPhD now and become a supporter. For the equivalent of a coffee per month, you'll be helping me immensely with the recurring costs of hosting and producing the show. Again, thank you for being a true fan. Okay, so and so the Masters, clearly from what you're saying, was uh, an experience that you enjoyed. Very much. But uh, So what came after that? So Because... You were you were talking before about you know some people you do some degrees and you have a profession waiting for you. What was in your your plan in your mind? You know I'm doing my my masters. What's coming after? Or what am I expecting that will come after? Or what what are what are my plans? And how you know what materialized? How did you deal with it after after you finish your masters? So that's that's the thing there. Okay, I did continue for a for a PhD, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but um, I have to say that now that I can see myself uh, back then from mm. this point of time, let's say looking myself in the past, I can see again that um, I never believed that, first of all, I never believed that I could use it or that mm. it would be something that would give me a career. Okay. I never believed really that um, that maybe i was good maybe i was i think that this i had this syndrome for sure mm-hmm. uh, and uh, also at the same time so and so since i didn't i was not able to see a career coming out of it i constantly had these questions what am i doing uh, what am i going to 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 do as a profession how mm-hmm. am i going to live to to make my living and also because in in Greece many PhDs are not funded, okay. so okay. Um, uh, it meant that I had uh, to to sponsor myself, so mm-hmm. which was not easy because because I I had some 
periodic jobs, let's say some uh, small jobs to keep me going, mm -hmm. which uh, made uh, my focus break uh, and not so this could inter would was interfering with my studies yeah on the other hand i had to because otherwise uh, i didn't have any money and also the last thing that was important was that um um okay i have to say that um, my personal life was also very important to me and mm -hmm. um uh, having uh, not Uh, family at that time was a very hard thing for me okay so these also personal uh, you know uh, wishes or uh, um, uh, yeah. needs uh, also you know uh, all of these you see combined in a way that made me be detached of this career let's say mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't I did not see myself there so okay after three years actually what happened was something good mm -hmm. um, I said okay I will find a job and I did find a job right away the first application that I sent I was hired as a project manager in IT company Uh, for that we developed websites and also applications for education of ICT. Okay. So, and that was great. But ICT, can you just can you just uh... ICT information and comp and uh, communication technologies? It's okay. IT. At that time, we were calling it ICT, ICT. Uh, information and communication technologies in education. So okay. we had uh, projects that we uh, we developed applications for learning at school. Okay. Uh, and um, and we were developing these applications for the Greek uh, education system. Very good. I'm just wondering that at that time, uh, we already heard about mentorship and in the master's you had someone, but uh, I, I'm, the feeling I get is that the university was not giving you tools either to help you in these moments of doubt or uh, you know when you, you, you felt this imposter syndrome. Were there resources that you were still able to use to help you from the university or not so much? It was 20 years ago. They did not exist. They didn't exist. That's, yeah. They yeah. didn't exist. And also there, it was also maybe my personality and my character mm -hmm. of not being able to express these things in a constructive way, let's say, and mm -hmm. try to find solution. Maybe it was, as I said, my responsibility in this was for sure great. But also the system did not know what to do at the time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Yeah, and but luckily, I was going to say today, I think students are, are lucky in the sense that a lot of universities, most universities have departments that, that have like career centers and, and things like that. And uh, for sure, come back, go back 20 years and for sure it, it might have been very, very different. Also here today, it's not only career centers at the universities, it is also these community, communities in Twitter mm -hmm. or uh, mm -hmm. other people who have other experiences and they, you, they can share them, they have shared them. And so there are other things that um, are available for, for people at that stage. Mm -hmm. uh, which were not did not exist at that time. So now people have much more opportunities. But of course, this question of whether I need the PhD or uh, or not, or what I'm I'm going to do with that, continue to exist in the same way. I think. Mm. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, because because I think 
when universities hire, let's say, people for PhDs, they do it the same way they used to. And what happens mostly is that when someone goes into a PhD, the idea that they are following or the dream they're following is professorship. And we all know today that only 10, 5, depending on the countries, 5-10% of people end up being professors. And, and that hasn't changed. I already knew that. So mm-hmm. you see, I was already there and um, I could not get over that, let's say. I couldn't mm-hmm. see myself mm-hmm. uh, going beyond that. And so, as I said, also my 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 personal approach at the time was not the mm-hmm. best one. Not the most constructive that you were saying? No. At a certain point, I heard the motto was that, uh, saying that our fate is our character. And uh, I certainly believe that for both good and bad things. Mm-hmm. So we may have a bad attitude, etc., but I also have some good uh, um, um, tools, let's say, that we can use them to overcome mm-hmm. our bad um, thoughts or our bad uh, experiences. But we need to find that. And for me, I didn't. I couldn't do that. Twenty yeah. years ago, I couldn't do that. Yeah, you didn't have the tools. You were. You weren't. Uh, yeah. No. You, you weren't ready. But so, okay. So now we we have one undergrad, one masters, <laughs> and you have this job that materialized working in in uh, in, in in that um, let's say software. You know, software for edu- for education, which must have been very innovating at the time. I imagine it was. It was actually it was uh, the best opportunity that I have, and actually one thing that. I certainly believe that uh, uh, should be taught uh, to all graduate school, undergraduate, etc. It's project management because it's a profession by itself. Now, what I say, I don't say that I'm a physicist. I'm saying that I'm a project manager. Mm-hmm. This is what mm-hmm. I have learned as a profession. And this is what I'm partly implementing now, uh, partly because I'm not doing project management. I'm doing project monitoring at the time. But in order to monitor, you need to understand how projects work. This is a big thing because it can, you can be whatever, independently of your studies, you can always do project management. And also it is, a, I find it very, very um, fulfilling because, because I can use my analytical skills there and, yeah. um, you know, putting pieces at their place and, mm-hmm. uh, Make a jigsaw. It's it's uh, mm-hmm. it's um, something that uh, makes my mind um, so analytical my mind, and organizational. I, I imagine. Yes, yes. And uh, well, and there you were you were working in in, uh, in the information technologies, which there's you know it's close to the mathematics, physics. I imagine. I don't know exactly what you were doing, but I'm sure that there was something there that was interesting for you too, in terms of the language, the context. Now, just. I, I kind of want to know what's co- what came after that until almost today. But the question I want to ask is how, you know, because you did have this offer for this job, which must have made it kind of you know, easy in a way for you to take the decision. But how did people around you react? Can you share a little bit about the kind of the emotional turmoil that might have been deciding to leave a PhD? There wasn't because okay. I, 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 I think that the, I had already left it in my mind. Okay, okay. You were disengaged. Yeah. And also, well, the other thing that maybe, again, my parents couldn't follow in the sense that 
wouldn't understand these discussions. Mm -hmm. The only thing that mattered for them is that I am okay. Mm -hmm. So that is what was important for them. So there was not um, another, um, yeah, uh, there was not something else there. For me, it was, and also jumping from a more, uh, I would not say relaxed, but uh, from a, a situation where Everything revolved um, around me and my head and my thoughts to mm -hmm. a situation where I had to focus on a specific project, on a specific idea to implement outside myself. Mm -hmm. uh, it was completely a complete change of of orientation, let's say, and um, complete change of of uh, of game for me. Mm -hmm. And this is what I'm doing actually now because again, my job um, is. Um, um, it's a big uh, part of my life. It's a big. Um, it's something that I really like doing, mm. uh, and um, uh, uh, so it is. Uh, well, I I found such a joy in doing my job mm. from that then on until now that um, okay, I can say that mm -hmm. uh, I have that's found very important a way to fulfill uh, myself. People can think okay. You leave a program, master's, PhD, whatever, and then you failed at life. And clearly, that's not the case. And uh, and uh, I, I think it's clear with you. Uh, you've just. I have. I to tell you the truth, I do have something that eats me inside that I didn't finish it. <laughs> I have to say that because uh, I am. I like to finish what I start. Mm -hmm. There is a feeling of of. Okay, of failure. Incompletion. Yeah, this feeling that, okay, something was left and not, yes, it was not uh, accomplished. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it, it, can, it will always be there. But the thing is that um, uh, I, one has to do what is good for him at the specific moments of choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was the good thing that I had to do for myself at the time. Also taking into account my mental state, let's say, mm -hmm. which is also another thing that is very important and has been um, uh, is something that people look at the academia right now. That is yeah. the, the mental health of people, which is very important. Yeah. And so, by going back and saying whether the decision was good or not with the standards that we have now, it's you know, it's it's no, it's no. not comparable actually. <laughs> no, no, but it, it's true that uh, I do have this feeling of not uh, completing something. You know, I have this difficulty when I start a book. I have to finish it, even mm -hmm. if I don't like it. I have to finish it. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're getting to the end of part one, but just. Picking up what you said, I feel that that's an, an intellectual, an, an intellectual process in your mind. That's, but it's, but emotionally, clearly, you're in a good place in life. You're doing something you love. Yes. You use your brain and your capacities to, to you know, to the utmost, and you keep, you keep uh, intellectually active. And I think uh, that's the the big message, uh, you know. And I'm always thinking of people that are listening to the podcast and that are teetering on. Okay, should I? Is this? I mean, you know, my mental health is really suffering with this PhD or this master. Should I stay? Should I stop? Should I just take a hiatus? And I think the, the message, uh, well, actually, you know, I'm going to turn it around. What message do you have for people who are now in this situation of 
should I stay or should I go? Actually, to tell you the truth, I don't have a message <laughs> because it really depends on the individual situation where some where someone is. If it is a matter of mental health, then please follow the solution that serve that uh, can get you out of the state. Mm-hmm. If it is a matter of whether uh, you believe that you can have a career afterwards, you will be able to have a career either in the domain that you have studied or something else. So if it is a matter of how you see yourself positioned for your future, Mm -hmm. then I believe that a PhD is useful. And if you can finish it, finish it. But it's so... Uh, but even if you don't finish it, okay, yes, life is not over. There will be many opportunities uh, and other possibilities that you can um, uh, follow. And actually, my message is be open and look for opportunities. This is this is my message towards that. Be open, look for opportunities, and take care of your mental health. That's that's these are the things. I I almost want to stop this the first part right now because that's awesome advice. And I just want to say one one different one other thing, looping back to something we said before. Nowadays, in, in, you know, in 2020, universities have offices that can help you, be it with mental health, be it with career counseling, uh, tailoring your CV, doing a, a, you know, mock interviews. So find resources around you in university that can help you clear those doubts and those, that anxiety that you can have right now. That would be the only thing I would add to what Athena said, which, which was excellent. Yes, I totally agree because there are these resources now and it is a pity not to use them. Excellent. So we'll take a little break and then we'll come back to hear about what came after in Athena's story. If you're preparing to launch your podcast, you may be asking yourself what hosting platform to use. I launched Papa PhD on Blueberry because I wanted a professional service that would interface with my WordPress website, that would robustly broadcast Papa PhD to all platforms, and that would allow me to grow my podcast in years to come. If you're starting a serious podcast project, do consider one of the first podcasting hosts out there, offering state-of-the-art services, including IAB certified statistics, based on years of experience in the podcasting space. So go to papaphd.com forward slash blueberry, that is spelled B-L-U-B-R-R-Y, or use the promo code PapaPhDBlue in one word on the Blueberry website to unlock a one-month free trial of the platform. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Papa PhD podcast. Head over to papaphd.com for show notes and for more food for thought about non-academic postgrad careers. I'll always be happy to share inspiring stories, new ideas and useful resources here on the podcast. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to always keep up with the discussion and to hear from our latest guests.